Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and we have a great show on the way for you today. We're going to be breaking down, oh, a little Valentine's Day talk coming up in a few minutes. What can we learn from being a good Valentine date, and how can we apply that to the financial landscape? Got some pretty good parallels, actually, here, so I think you're going to learn something cool on today's show. Kevin, it might be that they learned something about retirement or how to catch a good date. One of the two, though, is a pretty pretty good takeaway, I would say, for anybody listening to the show today, wouldn't you? To catch a good what, what did you say? C- catch a good date for Val- Valentine's Day. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm disconnected here it's for a, a second. It's a great right. reason to listen, right? You're either going to learn yeah. about retirement or yeah. you're going to learn some good tips for impressing, uh, impressing your date on Valentine's Day. Just don't Day. listen to myself or yourself, and I think <laughs> to be better off. <laughs> there you go. You're saying do 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 the opposite of what we suggest to do, and you'll actually exactly. be in better shape. Yeah. Okay, you'll probably gotcha. be a lot better shape. Yeah, maybe on the Valentine's Day part, not on the financial part, though. You no, listen. not on financial, but the Valentine. Yeah, you're right. Listen to Kevin on that part. That's funny. <laughs> we'll have some other good stuff to get into on today's show as well, uh, and we'll try to answer a couple of listener questions uh, to wrap things up a little bit later on, also. But hey, Kevin, you just returned from a fishing trip, and coming up, you are the sponsor of a pretty cool fly fishing event that's going to be happening in the area. Let's tell folks a little bit about it. What's going on? Well, it's a fly fishing film tour that Tyler is putting together with Trout Unlimited. It's up in Alpena, Michigan. So I know at this time of the year, people are looking for something to do on the weekend. And that's a great spot to go. The doors open at 5 o'clock and you are welcome to see the 10,000 square foot maritime museum up there. You can go wander through all that. He's going to have door prizes. He's going to have food and drink. Going to have a silent auction with some TFO rods, some Sims equipment, lots of cool stuff. And just for coming in, I think he's giving out samples of his trout coffee. He's giving hats. He's giving all sorts of stuff away. And it'll give you a good idea why I talk about it almost every week. Walter, this is funny. We got a call last week on our, on our 800-8885 plan number. And the guy said, I know you're fishing, so call me when you get back. So we must talk about it a lot, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> so, great. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting to meet him because I thought that was pretty funny. But it's going to be, you know, if you want to look and see what I'm passionate about, why it's so fun, it's going to be short, you know, miniature clips of, of fly fishing all around the world. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's All things are going on. Like I say, you can go visit the, the Maritime Museum. At, doors open at 5. I think the first film starts at 6. And then they're going to go in for about two hours. So if you're looking for a place to stay, there's a Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn up there. All sorts of things that will give you a good weekend away. You can enjoy the you know, the beautiful Michigan North. And, and uh, I'll be there too, so maybe I'll see you. Um, it'll be fun. Yeah, want to meet up with Kevin, check it out. We had, what, a little over a two-hour drive from Pinconning up there? Yeah, so about, not too about bad. two hours. Yep, not bad yeah. at all. 
could do could do it as a day trip if you if you don't mind the drive and uh, even even make it home at a reasonable time after the event or uh, spend the night make a weekend out of it sounds like some fun as well uh, if you want to get tickets they're twenty five dollars and again you're going to get to see a couple of different short films in addition to all the other fun things like the door prizes and being able to just check out the heritage center and uh, the shipwrecks and just all that kind of cool stuff and meet some really cool people or just learn about the industry of fly fishing the art of it and uh, it seems like these films are going to be pretty cool as well kevin kind of oh, all over the world patagonia yeah. you know you name it beautiful the visuals spots too. are yeah. just going to yeah. be beautiful even if you're not yeah. into fly fishing just like probably just ch- checking out just the sights and the sounds and the visuals and the art of it will be cool enough i would imagine but so, there's going to be lots of shots when that fly comes out of the wire grabs that fly that's what gets me excited Walter. yeah i bet i bet <laughs> i love seeing stuff like that yeah. uh it, not even a a seasoned fly fisherman but you just can't help but enjoy kind of the beauty of some of that right so if you want to get those tickets just go to flyfilmtour.com that's all you have to do flyfilmtour.com and then right there on the homepage, you'll see it advertised for the film tour. Uh, it'll be a little buy tickets button. You click on that, and uh, that'll take you to the schedule. And you should see pretty shortly down the list on February 24th, you'll see the one um, there for the uh, Alpena, Michigan, and uh, check out all of the information that you need there. But you can buy tickets right online and get yourself all set up for the weekend. So, yeah, again, all you have to do is go to flyfilmtour.com. Go ahead, Kevin. It's only $25, and I think you're going to get $25 worth of hats and coffee and other goodies. So, you know, have it, make it a fun day. Come on up and, and, and visit us all. Yep, yep absolutely. Uh, Kevin Ray, Ray Financial Services and Sightfolios, sponsor of the event. And um, so Kevin will be there. Come and meet him. If, hey, if nothing else, Kevin, that's worth the price of admission right there. Being able well, to I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be a cool event. So yeah. hopefully people will check that out and come join you for it, Kevin. Looking forward to hearing your report on how that goes in a couple of weeks. Hey, in other news, Super Bowl weekend this weekend. You got any big plans for the big game? I do not, since our Lions got beat. I so, know. you know, I would have had much, much better plans, but I'll, I'll sit and watch it. And I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs, so, because okay. uh, because San Francisco beat us up. So, I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Or I should say, we beat ourselves up. So, that, yeah, un- unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to see the Lions in there, that's for sure. It would have uh, been. Oh, well, those things happen, and, and there's always next year. So, hopefully, they'll be back and in, in better than ever uh, for that. And I, I'm with you. I'm going to root for the Chiefs this weekend. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to have a lot of people rooting for them between uh, between the Chiefs' normal fandom and now the Taylor Swift fans that'll be rooting. <laughs> well, so, so I haven't had too. enough Taylor Swift, so you know, I'm you got to get a little tonight, bit right? more of that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kidding. Oh, it's too funny. Too yeah. funny. I think it'll be a fun uh, fun game, no matter what. So hopefully, everybody's got some fun plans on the agenda for it. Uh, you ready to dive into some great conversation today? On the, uh, I know we could talk fly fishing and football all day, but we should talk a little well, let's bit. Let's do of that. Financial yeah. planning, perhaps. All right, I guess we can weave that in. Since Valentine's Day is around the corner, we're going to see what we can learn about financial planning from exploring the origin of some of Valentine's Day's symbols and traditions. Now, have you ever gotten into the the Valentine's Day traditions, Kevin, the chocolate and the flowers and just oh, yeah. getting the card and all that? I mean, do you or, or do you, are you one who kind of shuns this day? No, no, you know, I always pick up something for Valentine's Day, maybe a dinner. Flowers not so much anymore because they, you know, but chocolates, oh yeah, you know. So okay, nice so dinner, you, chocolates, you know, nice day out, and that kind of stuff. No wonder you're still married, right? It's, yes, uh, <laughs> you, you, you learned what you need to do. It's, it's, I learned. I learned well, Grass. The day's not about yeah. you and me, is it, Kevin? No, it's not. <laughs> 
you know, we think a little bit differently, differently, typically men than women. So you got to take that in consideration also. Yeah. I, tr- I, I, my parents have never been uh, Valentine's day celebrators. And so I kind of inherited that attitude of like, I don't need a specific day to tell me that I love you or to buy you chocolates or flowers. And so I tried passing that on to Connie as well, but she was like, no, I want chocolate and flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, ma'am. All right. So much for, <laughs> so much for that other, uh, other game plan. All right, so let's look at some of these traditions and see what we can learn from them. Uh, Red roses. Do you know the origin of of why we do the whole red roses thing? I'm thinking you're about to tell me. All right, so it turns out it's from Venus, the Roman goddess of love. Uh, Well, she was apparently fond of red roses. And because of that, people started confessing their love by giving red roses. And now it's such a staple of Valentine's Day, it's kind of hard to envision the day without roses being involved. I mean, if you think Valentine's Day, kind of the first imagery that comes to mind, even before chocolate, is, is probably those red roses. So it got me thinking, what's something that's been a staple of good retirement planning for so long that you just really can't even imagine a retirement plan without it? Ooh, good question. So Venus, right? You ever Have you ever heard of a Venus flower shop? They should be naming all those after that person then, right? Yeah, I would imagine. So what can I not imagine in a retirement plan without it, right? So we're looking, in this case, if we're talking retirement planning, once you stop working, your paycheck stops. So what do you need from that point forward, Walter? Uh, income. Income. Yep. So we're looking for investments that are going to produce income when you first retire all the way through retirement. And then when you leave this earth, we, we're going to leave what's you know in the best possible tax rate to your beneficiaries. So I can't imagine sitting down and doing an income plan without taking in account what investments are going to generate the income to fill your shortfall. And the shortfall, again, we, we go over this every week, Walter, but the shortfall is what you're missing. You got, you're missing $1,000 a month because your pension and Social Security don't add up. How are you going to take those investments and generate that $1,000 per month without running out of money? Now, there's lots of investments that can do that. And um, it just depends on what your shortfall is, what your retirement number is, and all those things together. But how do we figure it out? And that's more importantly. So if you come into my office, we're going to do that simplicity plan. And we're going to figure all this out. You're going to see the shortfall rate in front of you. You're going to see we build a plan with you. I think this is very, very important. So you get involved. So we're going to build a plan with you. And you're going to see how we can take certain uh, investments and turn them into retirement income that will get you to and through retirement. I think that's the number one thing that people miss when they come in. They have a bunch of investments um, when people typically come in the office and they say, well, you know, I really never thought about how am I going to get income from them. Some of them may be Ill- illiquid, meaning that you have some sort of limited partnership that you really can't get income from. Some may be annuities where you got big surrender penalties. So all of those things got to be sorted out before you go down there. So retirement income is the number one thing that I cannot plan in my simplicity plan. I cannot go without doing that because we solve that. We don't assume you're going to be okay. We're going to solve what you need to do, how you're going to do it, and investments that fit your plan in your best interest. Very good. Great breakdown right there, Kevin. Again, if you've got questions for Kevin as we go through the show today, I haven't done this yet. The best way to get in touch with him is to call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Again, I highly encourage you to ask more financial advice than maybe the love advice. Uh, Do the opposite of of, uh, maybe what we say. Uh, But no, definitely check out uh, Kevin uh, by calling 888-885-PLAN or online at Insight. 
insightfolios.com, insightfolios.com. Click the listen button, ask questions, listen to past episodes of the show and more there online. All right, we're talking about Valentine's Day, what we can learn about financial planning by exploring the origins of some of Valentine's Day's symbols and traditions. Let's talk about the arrow through the heart, Kevin, that symbol Ooh. of a heart pierced by an arrow. Cupid. Sim- Cupid, right? Cupid's hitting us in the heart. It symbolizes the vulnerability of love. It, it represents that risk that the lover takes by confessing his or her love when facing the possibility of rejection. So just like people might have different risk tolerances when it comes to relationships, asking people out to dinner, all those kinds of things, uh, different people feel differently about taking risks with their money. So what's a risk that you see people, uh, that they, they see this is worth taking when it comes to finance, much like that look for love? Like we know that it's worth taking that risk, but can still be kind of hard to make that jump. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, stocks or people, you know, because they've had it typically, you know, you've, you've got out of school, you got out of college, you went to work, you started in the 401k, you invested in stocks, and then 30 years later, all of a sudden you look at your 401k statement, and then you see a, a huge growth in most cases. So stocks, we know they're long-term. So we know there's risk associated with them. So when, when we're looking at the market, we think that the market is, is worth taking the risk, or I do. Um, when we're sitting down, we're talking. Now, more importantly, I think that when you get into retirement, certain stocks like dividend-paying stocks, I really, really enjoy here uh, showing people how to take, um, you know, get the benefit out of them. Because a dividend-paying stock, what they'll do is they'll produce income regardless of what the stock market does. So let me give you an example. If you hold a share of, oh, let's say Archer Daniel Midland, they're going to pay you $1.80 for every share that you own. So if you had 1,000 shares, that's $1,800. And if the market went backwards, and the, and the Archer Daniel Midland, in this case, lost, you know, say 10%, it didn't affect your income because you don't have to sell any shares to get that income. So I think that's the risk. And a lot of times we'll sit down and we'll talk about those things. We have to have something, you know, some, some sort of market presence. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be some sort. Because typically, if we look back in time now, um, we know that we need outpatient inflation. And we know looking back in time that if you took the risk in stocks, that has typically outpaced inflation. So I'm thinking that's the risk that's worth taking. But remember, how do you determine how much risk you want? Don't guess. Don't assume. Let's solve. Let's get that number. Let's get that retirement number. Let's fill that shortfall that we keep talking about. And then we can show you right in front of you, right in your own plan when we co-plan together, your shortfall and what investments will fix that shortfall will fund that that shortfall and without selling principal shares or taking interest maybe off cds or taking interest maybe off annuities there's all kinds of things out there that when we go through this planning that we can show you that will fill that shortfall and then it's worth taking the risk so i think that Kind of answers that question, doesn't it? It does. Very helpful, actually, to uh, to get a direction like that. I think on the arrow through the heart, and uh, that one makes a lot of sense. All right, well, let's talk about candy hearts. Remember those as kids, giving oh, yeah. those out to friends in class and that kind of thing. When I was in Pinconning High School back in the nineteen sixties, I can remember. You know, everybody brought in whatever, and we mm-hmm. had to exchange it in the class, and those are one of the big staples. Yeah. See the, Mrs. the Mrs. writing Potter on the hearts, be, be mine, or be my, you know, you're my yeah, Valentine. Be my, you're my Valentine. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Ho- Mrs. Potter, our third grade teacher, sweetheart of a lady, always got me my own box, and I, I was always kind of partial to her. 
Is that right? That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Well, interesting, a little history for you. I know you'll like this. Those little candy hearts started out as medical pills hmm. that were used to soothe a sore throat. When a pharmacist in Boston saw how popular they were, he transformed them into candy with messages scribbled on them. And now today, some people are still eating these candies that taste like a piece of chalk. <laughs> they like to pretend that they're pretty good tasting. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember really at all what they tasted like. I don't know if I ever ate them. You know, you would give them and receive them, but I don't, I don't remember actually eating them. I do. They were like chalk. They were like chalk. Okay. Well, yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't a candy eater growing up. If it wasn't chocolate, I just didn't eat it. It just had zero interest for whatever reason. So I, I don't know if I, I – I didn't experience the chalk taste. Sounds like I wasn't missing anything. In any event, uh, chalk taste aside, what's something in the financial world that's popular but you just can't figure out the appeal of it, right? Like why are people eating these chalky little, uh, these little yeah. hearts? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know, there's lots of things that could fit into this, right? So let's condense them all into one little thing. It's the fad of the day. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're saying just, yeah, whatever's hot at the moment. Whatever's hot. So the Magnificent Seven, you know, last year they, you know, they did very well. So people are going to get into the Magnificent Seven. Now those are the seven stocks. And guess what? They already ran up. So they they may run up further, but just because they had a 30% gain last year, let's say 30%, doesn't mean they're going to get 30% this year or Bitcoin or gold or silver or whatever it is out there the the fad of the day people tend to get their emotions tend to get in the way and they hear how much money somebody's made and then they're thinking well i can get on board that ship too but here's the problem when that ship sailed you missed that ship and typically when you find out about it it's probably too late so i think those fads of the day that social media tends to you know the whip up we've all heard them gold bitcoin silver you know, um, real estate, certain real estate investments or apartments or whatever it happens to be. Um, all those things are out there. So just, you know, stay the course. Do what's worked for 100 years. Stay the course. Fill your shortfall. And, you know, if you want to dabble in that kind of stuff, that's fine. But don't do it with your whole portfolio. I'll give an example, Walter. A few years ago, I had a client call me up. And because Bitcoin was all the rage... Right. Remember how, how much of a rage it was? You know, it's going oh, yeah. over Talk you know, about, whatever. Talking about feeling missing, like you're going to miss the boat, right? Yeah. Was big time. And then I had a client call me up. He wanted to put, you know, the majority of his wealth in that Bitcoin. And I'm like, you can do that. You're going to have to do it on your own because I'm not going down that road with you. And he just couldn't fathom why I wouldn't do it. I said, you know, first of all, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And that, that's not regulated. We don't know which way it's going to go. And then it dropped in half literally two weeks later. So he called me up and he thanked me for keeping his head above water and, and talking some sense into him. But those types of things, you know, you tend to overwhelm people and they think, oh, I just got to put everything in. I can, you know, make 100% and I'm going to be good for retirement. That typically doesn't happen. You know, like I said, when that ship sailed and you heard about it, it's typically too late to get on that ship. So don't let those fads get in your way of long-term retirement planning. I like it. Again, if you've got questions for Kevin about your financial situation, you can set up a complimentary financial review. You'll look at your current portfolio, any current planning that you've done for retirement and beyond. And then uh, if you haven't put together a great plan in place, well, that's a pretty easy launching point from there to know what you need to do. Get the right plan in place for your future. Kevin will help you draft and design that plan and to make sure that your portfolio is designed for your stage of life and that uh, really it's all about achieving your financial goals and putting the plan in place 
that's going to make that happen. It all starts with a complimentary review to discuss your situation with Kevin. You can do that in person or over the phone. Get it started by calling him at 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin and the sensational Stacy will follow back up with you to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN is that number. You can also go online to insightfolios.com. We'll be talking about Valentine's Day, how it relates to the financial planning world, and lessons we can learn from the origins of some of Valentine's Day's symbols and traditions. Let's do one more here, Kevin. Let's talk about St. Valentine himself. Uh, We're going back to the third century here. He was a Roman bishop who ministered to persecuted Christians. He was martyred and buried uh, in February 14th, which has been observed as the Feast of St. Valentine since at least the 8th century. Historians don't all agree on how it happened, but somewhere along the way, this is the day that came to represent love and romance. So kind of interesting, his uh, bit of a kind of, uh, I don't know, sad story there at the end with the martyrdom and and getting buried there. But in any event, uh, what's something in the financial world that you see people using in a way that shouldn't be its intended purpose. It's kind of like, how did we get from point A to point B? We're not quite sure. <laughs> well, that's a good question. What do you think, Walter? What comes to mind when you ask that question? Hmm, I'm trying to think. Something in the financial world where people using it in a way that they shouldn't uh, be the intended purpose of it. I could see you using, uh, maybe going the, the direction of life insurance here in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Some type yeah. of insurance that's getting yeah. used in a way that it shouldn't. Well, that's that's what I was alluding to. So I'm going to see if you picked up on it after, what, six okay. years of doing this. So yeah. life insurance, right? Now, life insurance, what does it use for, Walter? I'm going to, I'm going to question you. Yeah, so usually you've, you've got uh, a family. And you want to replace your income if you pass away so your family can still be you know supported without a, a major lifestyle change. Right. So nowhere along the line has it been ever intended for the use of you know, we, we hear all these terms, tax-free money down the road, um, you know, tax-free retirement down the road. They do work in certain cases, but you have to be very, very careful about that. So I met my cousin here, who was a Buckeye, by the way, an Ohio Buckeye. Took him up to CJ's Bar in here uh, in ground for lunch. And, you know, of course, it's all Michigan bars. So, you know, I wanted to rub it in a little bit because Michigan just <laughs> beat Ohio. That's right? right. And he told me his friend in college is now selling insurance. So the first thing they sold him was a whole life whole life insurance policy, what was set up for retirement income. And I said, please don't go down that road. You got many years. Let's look at stocks. Let's look at dividends. Let's look at other things that will get you there. The life insurance is intended. He's not married. He doesn't. He does have a girlfriend, but there's no intention to get married yet. Has no kids. All those things that that life insurance was intended for. Now, don't get me wrong. Life insurance can work in certain instances for other things, but it's primarily built for life insurance to help your family members. If you walk out on this world, life insurance walks in to help your family and keep them up and running. So I'm thinking life insurance has a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, a lot of different ways that people are promoting it or marketing it that make it sound more appealing than probably what it really is. And I just be careful on that. You know, we'll we have it. We'll use it occasionally here for maybe long-term care planning or for legacy planning. But I rarely seen where you can put uh, money into that and then it's going to do better than the stock market. So I just caution people on those types of things. And then the other thing that comes to mind, Walter, is bank accounts. Right? Okay, people are going to save lots of money in bank accounts. And what do we call that? Like an emergency fund. 
Right, emergency. Well, well, let's say they got more than emergency fund. Let's say they got a half a million dollars in bank account. What do we call that half a million sitting Oh, that, that lazy money. Lazy We've done, money, right? done episodes on that before, yep. yep. And why do people do that? Well, you got a nice fuzzy feeling because you can walk down to the corner and you can get your money out, but it's sitting there. It's not going to get you to retirement you know, as fast as maybe a good financial plan. It's just sitting there. It's not getting too fat. Nowadays, it's getting fatter than it did a couple of years ago because interest rates are up. But we're already seeing interest rates go down. So if that is you and you're just you're accumulating money into that bank account and you're, you're not going to see the reward that you're looking for probably in 10, 20, 30 years, you should sit down with your advisor, you know, say, is there better ways to put this lazy money to work? And start generating more uh, um, growth on that. And then when you get ready to retire, the income that you're going to be looking for. So I think those are two things that are that stick out in mind to me. There's probably more if I had more time to think about it, but those are the, the top two. Yeah, it's a great point. I'm sure you could keep thinking of more and more, but that covers it pretty well. It's just a great illustration of how maybe people getting a little too creative sometimes, right? Instead of keeping things right. simple, we get a little too creative and start using things for what their you know original purpose wasn't really intended. Sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it can just lead us down a weird path, and, and maybe that happens sometimes these days. So great examples across the board there. Valentine's Day. Hope everybody has a good week, whether you're a big Valentine's person or not. Uh, embrace a little bit of the fun in this week and maybe add a little whimsy to your wife, uh, to, to, to your life. Why not? Right. Just, just into your wife. Is that what you well, said? I guess either way, <laughs> get a little whimsy in that, uh, in that relationship or uh, whatever, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm the one that, you know, I always mispronounce words. So I was hoping you, you would just let that slide, but yeah, you, you no, did no, not, I'm going to catch it. Yeah, you, you're perfect <laughs> almost every week and here I'm slobbering through it every week. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, bring, bring a little whimsy to the relationship. And uh, yeah. this is a, good week to do that so have a little bit of fun with it but i feel like we learned some good financial lessons along the way today as well so again if you have questions about finances better preparing for retirement anything in those categories don't hesitate to reach out to kevin and have a good conversation about those items 888-885-PLAN is the number 888-885-7526 be my valentine all right there's more coming up on today's episode you're listening to simply financial with kevin ray Got a lot of stuff to get to coming up next, so stay tuned. Retirement is a lot like preparing a delicious meal. Just like every great dish needs a recipe, your retirement needs a plan. Think about it. When you're cooking, you gather the finest ingredients, follow a recipe, and carefully prepare your dish. In the same way, retirement planning starts with the right financial ingredients and a plan to put them all together. Your financial advisor is like your culinary guide to retirement. They are here to help you choose the best financial ingredients, mix them skillfully, and simmer them to perfection. Just like seasoning a meal to taste, we'll tailor your retirement plan to your unique preferences and goals. Maybe you prefer a dash of travel, a pinch of relaxation, and a handful of family time. Whatever your recipe for retirement looks like, we'll make it happen. And when the time comes to serve, we'll ensure that your retirement is a grand banquet, complete with the finest financial dishes. Bon appétit! Call Kevin Ray and the team at Insight Folios at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Planning for retirement shouldn't make your head spin. 
If it does, it might be time for a different strategy. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Thanks for being with us today on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. You can email Kevin if you've got a question at kevin at insightfolios.com. It's that easy, kevin at insightfolios.com. You can also call 888-885-PLAN to get in touch as well. Kevin, I want to talk about some of the areas in our financial life where disaster might be right around the corner. Maybe we're unaware that that uh, imminent disaster is even possible for us. But for more people than not, uh, there's often some of these, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, pitfalls, landmines, traps, etc., cetera, uh, all around the corner. And so we want to expose those on today's show so people can go ahead and get a peek around that corner and then address some of these areas before they turn into any sort of disaster. Now, we try not to overinflate things here on this show. You'll hear a lot of radio shows in the financial space, Kevin, where people will try to scare you or have fear and doom and gloom and try to get you to take action through stoking those emotions. And that's not the purpose of today's show. So just want to be above board with everybody. We're not trying to scare anybody out there, but just open eyes to possibilities. Would you agree that's sort of the, the tenor of our show today? It is, and whatever you're about to ask, Walter, I probably have some stories. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. The classic 60-40 portfolio. This one might seem like an oddball to include, and like how can just a portfolio mix be such imminent danger? Well, when you said 60-40, how many people, let's say we have 10 people listening, Walter. How many knew what you're talking uh, about? Uh, well, definitely not as many as the long-term care experience. Um, maybe, maybe four. Out, well, I'll I'll go with the ratio, but I'll say it's on the forty side. Four out of four out of ten. <laughs> I would say I would say eight out of ten. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would say eight out of ten because it's been ingrained in this for how many? You've years? got a better pulse on that, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. So the sixty forty. What are we talking about? Sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds. So the idea behind this sixty forty is. When the stock market goes up, I'll have 40% sitting in bonds that'll offset my losses that I'm having in stocks. But does that happen all the time, Walter? No, and especially not in today's world where things are so much more out of whack in the economy than less predictable than maybe in the past. So when interest rates rise, bonds go down typically. So we had a perfect storm a couple of times in 2008. The, the the tide went out on all ships. Didn't matter if you had sixty forty. Tide was out. Last year, during when the, all the rate rises that the Fed put in there, your CD rates went up, the I bond rates went up, but typically your bond funds went down. So if you had a sixty forty mix, your account across the board went down. And if you held that sixty forty to offset some of the volatility, it always doesn't work. Now. For most advisors, we knew that they were going to raise rates. How did we know that, Walter? Because they told us, right? Yep. You heard it. How many times you hear it? The Fed's going to raise the rates. They're going to raise rates. They're going to raise rates. Yep. But but we all know that when they raise rates, the bonds go down in value. And some, if you have longer term bonds, they went down over 20%. That's why the 60-40 notion is different. That's why when you sit down and you do the planning process through the simplicity plan, we, we're going to do reviews with you and we're going to review. Let's think of that 60-40 as your players on the Detroit Lions football team. Okay. Okay. 60% are going to be players. 40% are going to be backups, you know, for just in case the, the players go down. But in this particular instance, we need to look at those players every single year. We're going to trade some. We're going to bring some in. Same way in your portfolio. 
once you have a portfolio, it's not necessarily going to stay that way the rest of your life. We need to look at it and see the conditions that are going on in the market. If interest rates are rising, we know that the bonds are going to suffer. And on the other hand, sooner or later, the interest rates are going to go back down and the bonds should go back up. There's certain times when this makes sense and there's certain times when it does not. That's my point here. So don't think a 60-40 is going to offset your volatility every single year because it won't. And that's why the planning process is critical. You come in, you sit down, you talk to your advisor each and every year and you're going to look at those players. You're going to look at your portfolio and you're going to adjust those players as you're going into retirement and through retirement to keep you afloat. And that just makes perfect sense. So if you're not sitting down with your advisor you're not having that conversation. You're not satisfied. You need to do, You need to get to, to that point where you're satisfied. And if that's you and you don't have an advisor and you're looking for one, come on in because that's what we do here each and every week. I love this income planning process. That's what I'm all about and getting you to and through retirement. So don't procrastinate on that one as well. Again, that number to call to reach Kevin Ray is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Kevin is born and raised in Pinconning, and he's been serving the area for decades, helping people get to and through retirement with solid financial plans and retirement plans. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call to reach him. 888-885-PLAN. Don't hesitate if you've got any questions. There's no dumb questions, right, when it comes to uh, retirement planning. We all have different education levels and comfort levels with handling money and, and figuring out all these different moving parts. And so it pays to work with somebody who's got those three decades of experience in this space. So tap into that knowledge, 888-885-PLAN, the number to call with those questions, 888-885-PLAN. And you can talk one-on-one -on -one with Kevin about your financial future. More coming up on today's show. Stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. So, Kevin, my question for you this week, are you superstitious about anything? doesn't well, mean you're a superstitious person, but you can right, still have right. a superstition maybe about a couple of things. I'm not really, but if right now, Walter, if you look at my arm in my stomach, in my side, okay. it's all in red blisters. Okay. Because I, I was out helping my brother-in-law. Uh, is, is this is this a TMI kind of thing here? No, no, it's all in red blisters. I don't have herpes <laughs> or anything like that, but I have poison ivy. Oh, brutal. So mm. I was, I'm never superstitious about going And if it's blistering, that's, that's like, you got it pretty good, right? If I, it's got it, I got it pretty good, yeah. Oof. So from this point forward, I'm going to be very superstitious about bending down and picking anything up out of the woods. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know if that's the definition of superstition, but we'll allow no. it for today's show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, you know, when it comes down to I'm not really superstitious about anything. But superstitious would be like, now that this has happened to you, you know, you're going to, I, I don't know, it was because you did something that morning that was different than every other time. So you're going to make sure not to do that thing ever again, or well, now to, yeah. to protect yourself you're going to wear different socks that will protect you from the Exactly. That's what the... I said. Before I go out in the woods and pick up any more wood at my brother-in-law's, I'm going to be very, very careful. Yes, yes. yes. Well, that's very wise. Please do yes. that. What, superstition or not, just, yeah, be careful with that stuff. It's no fun. It is. But I'm not, awful. you know, don't worry about stepping on the crack or, you know, breaking a glass. Or <laughs> I that forgot stuff about that stuff, yeah. That stuff doesn't bother me, no. <laughs> 
I, I'm only superstitious about, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, sports is where their superstition comes out. So I get a little bit that way. I like to, uh, I like to bring out all of my paraphernalia for my, you know, my, I'm a big New Jersey Devils fan, right? So, mm-hmm. Sorry, Red Wings fans. It's just what I grew up loving. And so I pull out all of my like Devils paraphernalia and put it all up in the living room whenever we watch the games in the playoffs. And if I don't do that, they're going to lose. So I gotta, I gotta put it up for them to, you know, to get the victory. Isn't that the Seinfeld ep- episode with Putty? Yeah, Putty's a Devils fan. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very popular in the Devils community. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he goes to at least one game a year and paints his face and does it. They they have like Putty Night and people paint their faces. I think and yeah. he he usually attends and they make a big deal out of it. So it's pretty funny. I I'm not really superstitious, but uh, maybe maybe th- during the next ten or fifteen years I will. Who knows? Yeah, maybe you'll you'll add to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, very cool. Well, that's uh, getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Now we want to get to know you. Coming up next, we'll answer one of our listener questions to wrap things up for the week. So stay tuned to Simply Financial. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone? It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Well, just about time to wrap things up here on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and it is uh, mailbag time. We open up one of our listener questions here and try to answer it as best as we can on the show. You can submit a question to be featured on a future episode if you'd like by going to insightfolios.com and clicking on the listen button. Nora is our question asker this week, and Nora says, My husband died recently, and I was, of course, the beneficiary of his fairly large IRA. We were just talking about beneficiaries earlier on the show. Nora says, someone told me that I have to withdraw the entire account balance and pay all of the taxes within just a few years. Is that correct? Hmm, Good question, Nora. And let's back up just for a minute, Walter, in the beneficiary aspect. Because he made you the beneficiary, Nora, that avoided probate, and now you can do what's called a spousal assumption. Spousal assumption. Assumption, okay. yep. So you can put this in your name, Nora, because you are the spouse, and you ha- you are going to be required to take what's called required minimum distributions, but you do not have to cash in an entire account balance and pay the taxes all up front. Now, the, there's a confusion on this because a few years ago, they changed the law for your ben- for your children or other beneficiaries. You know, you could stretch this out, but now if this goes down to your children, Nora, they're required to liquidate this account over the next 10 years. So that's probably what somebody is thinking when they give you that information. But for you, no, you can just put that in your name, do the spousal assumption that we're talking about. And then when you get to the required minimum distribution age, or if you're there, you need to start taking out required minimum distributions from that account, and that'll satisfy the IRS as far as taxes. You don't have to cash it in. You don't have to pay all those taxes. It's the next generation that we're talking about. So this will go back to that tax time bond too, right, Walter? Yeah. So you know this is a good time in order to sit down and, and, and look at this and say, 
now if this goes from me to my children, let's say, how can we lessen the taxes? Maybe there's some strategies that you can sit down and look at. But for you, Nora, you can just end up putting this IRA in your name and you can go on just like you've always gone on when your husband was here. And now you can take out your required minimum distributions when that time comes. If you get any other questions, give me a call. I'll be happy to sit down and talk to you and walk you through this. Uh, well, fantastic. Great question, Nora. We appreciate you uh, reaching out and um, sorry you're going through this tough time and trying to make all of these uh, decisions. Uh, it can be very tough to make the right choices, but it sounds like you've got your head together asking the right questions before taking you know some sort of major action there. And please go through some further planning to make sure that you get everything correct and right here. The number to call to get in touch with Kevin and have a deeper conversation and get into the nuances of all this is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's a financial coach at Insight Folios, born and raised in Pinconning, has been living and working here his whole life, knows what's important to people in the community and, and what drives you and what you're looking for typically in retirement and how to put together those best plans for you. So again, reach out if you have any questions at all on something you've heard on the show today, or even if it's a, a topic we didn't cover today, I'm sure Kevin will have some great insight for you. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Thanks for joining us on this week's show. Kevin, appreciate your insight. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, my friend. Stay warm. All right, we'll do. Everybody take care. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.